previously on the Nerd of Godcast. Captain America, Steve, Steve Rogers. Rogers. Yeah, it definitely yeah. will take place before and after. Before and after, possibly during. Yeah. Well, nobody liked me, and I knew because when we played house outside, I was always the family dog. <laughs> you did it. You did good. Well, I'm definitely not big and bulky. Tori, Tori is. What's wrong, girl? What's wrong, girl? Is Steven stuck in the well? Elrond is secretly Megatron, is secretly V, is secretly the Red Skull. And the Captain America is Johnny Storm. (laughs) (laughs) Captain America, Johnny Storm. Hey there, guys and gals, geeks and gamers. You're listening to the Nerd of Godcast, that place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two-player co-op. I miss Mickey Rooney. Is Mickey Rooney still alive? Oh, isn't he's he? dead. Is he? Died he? A couple years ago. Did he? Yeah. Oh, but he was just in Night of the Museum. Yeah, like ten years ago. Well, I just watched it a couple days ago. <laughs> he was there. He was alive in it. Bleep Van Bleep is still alive though. Yeah. Rip Van Winkle. You don't have to bleep Rip and Winkle. Oh, you might have to rip Winkle. Or bleep. Excuse me. I have to rip Winkle. <laughs> Welcome to the Nerd of Godcast. Good My morning, name everyone. is Tony D. Uh, welcome to a very special AM edition of the Nerd of Godcast. Uh, Tony T here with you guys. This is the place where Christ culture and nerd culture high five each other because they're total BFFs for life. There it was. A high five has just happened. Live with action me. Foley artist right here. That's right. With me, Axel Foley. Yes. Uh, so with me, as always, is uh, producer Stevo. Hello, listeners. Hello, possible producer. Uh, possible. How, well, I mean, after episode two and thirteen, uh, we'll, oh, wow. we'll see how things are going to shake out. You're on thin ice, Mister. Um, <laughs> what's going on with you this week, Stephen? Not much. It's beginning of the week, so so far this week has consulted in resulted in this podcast. So. I would like to I'd like to consult with someone on what this week has resulted in. It's resulted in a podcast. Very good. Well, we, we don't have one yet. We've been this far in a podcast before and walked away with less. Yes, uh, two and 13. Uh, and, of course, uh, rounding out our uh, our triad this morning, because uh, the big man is not with us, is the lovely Tori Lyon. He's not dead. I mean, he's no longer I miss Beth. These things always happen in threes. Beth Van Winkle. It was David Bowie, Alan Rickman, and Quentin Neff. Uh, oh, Neff dear. Van Winkle. No, Neff is uh, Neff is working, and uh, because he is an upstanding, tax-paying American citizen, uh, we're going to let him work. Uh, so we are holding down the fort. We did have a little bit of a technical difficulty uh, on the episode 13 proper that we uh, we had recorded, and we thoroughly enjoyed. But yeah. uh, alas, some things are destined to not be with us uh, any longer. Like Alan Rickman. Like. I was gonna say like Crystal Pepsi, but okay, oh. Alan Rickman or you just jumped right to the sad. That was I was thinking. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. Crystal Pepsi still makes me sad. No, I meant him. Like Surge, <laughs> like Fruitopia. I mean, I don't know why I go straight to to sugary beverages. See, well, if I had a time machine, I would go back in time and get some Crystal Pepsi to like the day before they went off out of the circulation. Really, Crystal Pepsi was really great just because it used uh, Van Halen for their ad, and it was a you know Van Hagar. But at the time, it was the '90s, and we were excited about. I- I never See had Crystal Pepsi. Pepsi. I love. You never had Crystal Pepsi. It's, no, I was four when they stopped producing it. I wasn't really allowed to drink soda. Do you guys remember the Sprite you, wait, remix hold, thingies? Yes. 
Hold on, time out. You weren't allowed to drink soda when you were four? I mean, I don't know. What did I you don't... get with your Happy Meal? Don't, don't tell me you didn't eat Happy Meals when you were four. No, I ate all that's, the Happy that's Meals. That's Body by Ronald right there, buddy. I know. Right. Well, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so I probably got a juice or Powerade or something like that. Powerade. How, how do we live in a world where they don't make Fruitopia anymore, but we still have to endure Powerade? I, oh, I miss Fruitopia. When I was in sixth grade, for some reason, my sixth grade year... At, a, at my middle school had like the best lunch like on every other Friday they brought in Subway for you to eat it was it was just like the generic like just ham and turkey sandwiches did Jared personally deliver it no to the 6th graders no I don't okay, think so just making sure too soon uh, too soon okay and uh but they also had on Fridays you can get a Fruitopia with your drink it was like three dollars because they were trying to make money but I loved getting those Fruitopias $75 for a sugary beverage I think in, in retrospect Fruitopia probably wasn't even that good you, you go back and you try to drink something like that as an adult, and you go, oh. I wasn't allowed to have it. No? No. Okay, and, so you didn't have a Game Boy or Fruitopia as a child. Well, she was the dog. You're not allowed to give dogs <laughs> were your, were Fruitopia. Your parents, did your parents raise you in a, in a box? Is that what happened? <laughs> were you of. like, a, Were you in a fallout shelter? I'm trying to think. Shush. She I, was in Vault No, I was allergic to food dye. Oh, yeah, red one and blue issues. 17, right? It, it created behavioral issues. Yes, my mother... The wife of a of a pastor was convinced one evening that I was possessed because I was so awful. Really? Your mom yes. would have loved me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so and, and the answer for that was ban Fruitopia. Ban any sort of red anything. Not to cut to the end of your story, were you in fact possessed? No. Oh. I mean, I'm pretty sure possessed I was Possessed by sugar. Possessed, yeah. Because <laughs> those things will sometimes manifest, especially if they're food dye related demons, by coloring your hair strange ways. <laughs> so... I'm just saying. Are we yeah, seeing? Yeah, it's on the other end of the spectrum, oh, so it's okay. Okay, all right. That's it. That's it. That's it. Being uh, expelled out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Cast out the demons. Um, Tori's never dyed her hair once. That's just a blue forty. Out. <laughs> For the record, that conversation makes this our most spiritual episode ever. <laughs> Fantastic. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks, food dye. Thanks, Fruitopia. Uh, Tropicana Twister. That was my jam. Really? Oh yeah, I love that. Um, I couldn't have. There was one, and you probably never even have had it, but I, when I was a kid, dude, we used to love some Five Alive. Don't even bring that Sunny D noise up in here. I want some Five Alive. I've never heard of Five Alive. All right. I like the little hugs. Hugs are the worst. They're Aww. the worst, but they're, they're the awesome. Dude, you, how are you allowed to drink a hug, but you weren't allowed to drink a Fruitopia? I can have the orange one. Those hugs were literally nothing <laughs> but melted, melted otter pops. <laughs> I mean, that's all it was. <laughs> worth it no no those were the <laughs> no. worst if you tried if i was thirsty right now if i was parched if if my mouth was like sandpaper on an arizona afternoon i and you and you offered me a hug i would slap it out of your hand and poke you in the eye but what if it was an I actual like, like two arm because... hug? if you try to give me a two arm hug and I'm, and I'm parched i'm gonna punch you Ew, in the stomach yeah, then i'm no. gonna poke you in the eye okay no, why is that ill? You got need a drink. You can't hug me when it's hot and gross. What do you think this is? How do you know it's hot and gross? Maybe you're stuck in Because I just Arizona. said it. It's in yeah. Arizona afternoon. Oh, okay. I didn't hear but that. But Arizona isn't hot and gross. It's hot and dry. It's a, it's a different kind of heat. That's still gross. Florida's hot and gross. Yes. All the time. Except for right now. It's, it's so cold. No, it's cold. Listen, I, I was, like bro, I, I'm, I've been shivering. I had to turn my heater on. To me, that's like a, a tremendous compromise in my convictions. Turning the heater on is tantamount to saying I lost at, at, at <laughs> being able to preserve my own body warmth. I actually I have lost opened my game. window last night to get some. What is wrong with you? Well, it was sure like 30 degrees know. last night, man. Well, the heater was on in my house last night, and I hate. Okay, heat, I would so open I turn it on to, to, you open balance it, it to balance it out. Yeah, yeah. So it was a nice like sixty. But I'm grown, man. Around. I pay my bills. I control when the heater goes on and when it goes oh. off, unless my wife tells me otherwise. 
So, so uh, last night I got to go to uh, the WWE pay per view event at the Amway Center here, the Royal Rumble. Uh, I watched it. Did you watch I was it? Looking I, for you, I enjoyed but I did it. You, you were looking for us. You did not see us because no. we were literally in the worst seats in the building. Well, not the worst seats. Because there are seats behind the stage. Okay, we were not in the behind-the-stage seats, but we were in the top row of the top section. There was a wall behind us, literally. Oh. We were in the highest seats in the building. We still had a great view. We still had a great time, and it actually turned out to be really, really good. Uh, one row up, and it would have totally changed our dyna- the dynamic of our night. It was nice because – okay, um, i trying to think of a delicate way to say this. I have uh, a body type that requires – a little extra accommodation when it comes to my seating space. Uh, I'm a big boy, and uh, those seats in that arena are not designed to accommodate the plus-size guest. No, they're not. No. So uh, (laughs) my seat was very uncomfortable. Sitting kind of in between those handrails was like being held down by a very, very strong, angry uh, dwarf. It was very uncomfortable. (laughs) It was Gimli. (laughs) <laughs> Very uncomfortable. And uh, so sitting down was uh, w- once I was able to kind of finagle and, and wiggle myself down in between the handrails, uh, I had zero leg room. So it was like a combination of, well, man, do I want my feet to fall asleep because I'm like pinched up in here? Like right. I'm in the fetal position uh, to get into this chair. But uh, then alternately, I was able to kind of stand up and sit on the on the arms of the chair and just kind of lean back against the wall. So it was nice that there was nobody behind us. Uh, but because I spent most of my time kind of standing on the uh, chair as it was up and across the the handrails of the chair, the armrails of the chair, uh, I think I think my the back of my thighs are bruised today. I feel like Aww. I feel like I've been beat up quite a bit. But it was a great Aww. show during during the the pay per view. We had a blast. I don't watch wrestling uh, very often, Neither do really I. ever. Um, but it was it was fun to watch the shows. It was cool. A lot of great high points. And it was just a lot of fun. Uh, it, was, it was really a, a great time. We had a blast. I'm thankful to my wife for getting the ticket for me and for my son for Christmas. And we had a blast. We had a, we ran into a lot of people that we knew there, so it was kind of neat really? to see. Yeah, we saw uh, our, our boy Brock and his son Joe. You know Joe oh, okay. yeah. of Joe and Katie. Tori was there, and uh, Blake the Cobra. And his girlfriend Cassie was there. Uh, it was kind of fun because I'd posted a picture of it lightly on on the Instagram, and uh, I guess by that people knew that I was there. So people that I knew that were watching it at home started texting me uh, during the match, and we just kind of ran some live commentary texting while the thing was happening. Uh, I guarantee that was much better than the commentary on the actual show. Well, we we didn't have to deal with Michael Cole, who <sighs> got tremendously booed when he walked out of the yeah, beginning he's of the night. Terrible. People hated Michael Cole, but it was a really good time. I don't. This is not a wrestling podcast. If you are interested in wrestling podcasts, then you can listen to our uh, friend Big Al Capone, who runs the Five Star Frogcast. Which is uh, a great name. I love that name. So you can check that out. I will leave that sort of stuff up to the experts. But uh, let's go ahead and get right into the show tonight, today, this morning. It's so hard to tell here in the Rat Cave. Uh, you can check There are out, no windows. Yeah, it's like there, a fallout shelter. There are no windows. It's like the fallout shelter that Tori grew up in where yeah. she wasn't allowed to drink Fruitopia. And she was a dog. She lives uh, Clo- Tori, Tori grew up on 10 Cloverfield Lane, unfortunately. <laughs> don't open the door. John Goodman <laughs> oh, will hit you no, with something. Don't open the door. <laughs> Okay. All right, uh, you can ch- check us out online, uh, nerdofgodcast.com. It's our blog. We occasionally post funny or insightful things. Sometimes they're pretty random, and you have to uh, use your decoder ring to figure out what it is that we were thinking, but we post in the middle of the night sometimes when the brain doesn't quite fire correctly. Uh, you can also visit us on social media. We are at Nerd of Godcast on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram. Uh, so hang out with us on there. We love hearing from you and having conversations with you and exchanging hilarious 
hilarious animated gifs with you. That is what we are all about. If you are so motivated and you enjoy the content of this show, there's no better way for you to show it than to do one of three things. The first thing you can do is please share us with your friends. Let people that you know who love Jesus and who love nerd stuff know that there's a place for them to join this conversation uh, by listening to our show every single week. You can also support us on our Patreon page. You can link to that through the nerdofgodcast.com. It's a real quick and easy way for you to throw a couple dollars our way and just let us know that you appreciate the ministry and the efforts of the Nerd of Godcast crew, and that helps us to keep up with some expenses. At least it does in theory. Uh, I'm not sure that we've actually uh, gotten anybody to sponsor us on Patreon so far. So you could be the first. We offer some interesting incentives on there, uh, some shout-outs. We'll give you producer credit. We'll bring you in on the process of the show, and uh, there's there's even ways for you to get involved in the show because everybody's got a price, and certainly we are no exception. Uh, and the third way, of course, that you can help support us besides sharing and, uh, and, and giving us financial remuneration is uh, by praying for us. We appreciate prayers. Uh, that is the most valuable gift that you can possibly give, and it is cool because it is absolutely free. So let's get right into tonight. I want to uh, talk about our Twitter game that we've been running for the past week. We had a game called hashtag you're grounded. That's right. This was a, a way for us to kind of hear from our nerd of God squad out there in uh, podcast land. Uh, what we did is we put out this challenge. We want to hear from you uh, a video game pun. We will be celebrating the best worst video game puns. We want uh, terrible puns. The ones that you just roll your eyes. The one that you just grown and hold your sides, but uh, they're still kind of funny nonetheless. So we want to mention a couple of the, our very favorites. We appreciate everybody that kind of gave us some feedback. We had a lot of funny ones. Uh, one from our friend L7. Why is Street Fighter a family game? Because both players can be kin. <laughs> You're, You're grounded. grounded. Yeah, that's right. Very good, L7. Uh, honorable mention there. Uh, another one from a friend, uh, Kyle Kunkel, uh, via Facebook. Uh, not so much a pun, but definitely grounding worthy. Uh, it was a picture of Adele with Mario's face swapped in there with the caption, Hello, it's a me. <laughs> so that what was, would that sound like, Tony? <laughs> Hello, like, it's a me. Not, I don't know. Not like, Hello, it's a me. Do the Mario. Oh, that's the no. We're, we don't go Captain Lou Albano, Mario. That's a, oh my goodness! I used to come home from school every day to watch the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. I used to come home every day to my little sister watching the Super Mario. Listen, Super Show. I used to come home every day just to watch Power Rangers. Uh, well, no, you hold know. on. But the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. This is what we had to endure. Super Mario Brothers Super Show was the Lucky Charms of a cartoon series. Let me tell you why. Because in Lucky Charms, you have to wade through all the brown bits, but really, all you want is the marshmallows. I never liked. Well, but well, that's there, because there's a distinct marshmallow to brown bit ratio. That's just it needs to be. Just I didn't like a, the marshmallows. Look, you, you didn't like the marshmallows? No, they tasted chalky to me. I didn't like them, sir. I don't know you anymore. I was allergic to the to the dye. You shut my up. parents. No, you used to, nobody's allergic shut to up. dye. Don't, don't mock my pain. <laughs> I, I ate. I don't appreciate oh, that. Steven. I ate waffle crisp cookie. Not cookie crunch. Uh, cookie crisp. Cookie crisp and Captain Captain Crunch. I wasn't allowed to have cookie crisp. So as soon as I moved out of my house, the first thing I went to the grocery store and bought cookie crisp. Uh, it's not as good as you would think it would be. Uh, so in in that, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show was a tolerable cartoon, but you had to wait through Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday to get to Friday because on Friday they would suspend the Super Mario Brothers Super Show and they would bring you to the Zelda animated series. On Friday, for some reason, it was a Zelda cartoon, which was a terrible. 
terrible cartoon where they made Link out to be, you know, some goofy, inept, uh, you know, star. Excuse me, Heart- princess. Yeah, just, just a really, really Who's difficult that? show to watch now. But at the time, to be able to watch a Zelda animated show was wonderful. You have to remember, we didn't know anybody in the Zelda world except for Link and Zelda and Ganon, so you can make up the rest of the stuff. And it it was a little tongue-in-cheek a la the Masters of the Universe type thing, but nonetheless, it brought us into Hyrule uh, from something other than an overhead perspective uh, for the first time. And I'm ignoring Zelda 2, the adventure. I was saying, what about Zelda 2? He's as big as the house is on the... So this is uh, is the the next one. Uh, This is our winner for our Twitter game, you're grounded. Are you ready? Yeah. Yes. Speaking of Zelda, segue right here. This one goes to Phase Shifty on Twitter. What did Zelda say to Link when he couldn't open the door? No. What? Triforce. Ha! <laughs> Triforce. You're grounded. That was definitely the worst one that we got. So thank you for being the best at being the worst. Phase Shifty, you win something from the Nerdy God Stash. Congratulations. So um, we're moving right along tonight. Uh, let me just real quick hit this while we're talking about Twitter and ways that you can get in contact with us. Uh, we have something that we're running right now called the Best Thing Ever, 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 Ever. Uh, best Thing Ever is a, a voting competition that we have where you, uh, the listeners of the Nerd of Godcast, can uh, send in your votes and let us know who you think would win in a fight, who you think is the, the strongest, the best the most savvy, and we've gone through our entire first round of Best Thing Evers. We are now into round two before we move on to the semifinals and announce the final round, who is the best thing ever. So we will be uh, releasing the next round, round 10 of Best Thing Ever, which is the Balrog from Lord of the Rings. Woo! Shut up, ass. <laughs> versus Sin from Final Fantasy X. Uh, any predictions on this one, crew? Um... If it was me choosing, I think Sin might win, but for popularity, I think Balrog is probably going to come Why would you say Sin? Just Sin is completely huge and massive and, like, bigger than most cities, and Balrog is kind of like a giant. Is this, like, Sin the character, or are you making, like, personal confessions right now? Is your personal Sin? Tell us about what Sin you struggle with, Steven. Uh, Stealing. I steal a lot. I just... I, I like stealing things. That's true. <laughs> I, every, stopped, I stopped caring Every a long clever time quip ago. I've ever made, you've eventually <laughs> stolen. That's <laughs> uh, true. Uh, if he, the definition of creativity is forget who you stole it from. So. <laughs> well, then you are the most creative person I know. Yeah. Uh, you, listen, one of, one of my personal rules for life, Stephen, is to understand that you can steal something from someone else and call it creativity, but you can never call it originality. That's true. But I learned how to do that from you. I probably stole it from somebody else myself. Oh, I just got a text message from David, our friend, who David. said, Don't mean to sound weird, but I had a lot of fun with you and your son at the Rumble last night. Aww. Aww. Yay. Aww. DSN. Thanks, David. Thanks, David. You were Love you too, what buddy. What are you thinking? <laughs> I don't normally take text messages in the middle of a podcast recording, but... That was particularly tender. That was, that was nice. So David. we spent a lot of time sitting in those uncomfortable chairs at the Amway Center, uh, followed up by a very, very long time sitting in our car waiting to get out of the parking lot yeah. at the Amway Center. Uh, it was it was very cold, and we were very uncomfortable. So, okay, best thing ever, Balrog versus Sin. Steven tends to lean towards Sin. Sin is a very large, uh, huge, monstrous, whale-looking, crustacean-looking force of the universe, able to split time into uh, a very, very powerful force. Is it is it like just a straight up monster, or is it somewhat intelligent? 
uh, ooh, can I tell you this without uh, giving away a spoiler for Final Fantasy X? I mean, is it okay to, to I don't care. spoil a 15-year-old game? Yeah, I game? think that's probably okay. Uh, Sin is actually your, uh, yes, it, it is, oh, how do I phrase this? There's a lot of story in Final Fantasy X. Sin is your father. Right, no, I got that. What? But the, the, like the, the, the specific creature of Sin, is he intelligent or is he just kind of a rampaging monster? I believe that, that he's stuff? intelligent, but he okay. rampages like a monster would. Okay. Um, because that would make a difference. Because the Balrog is, is like a war, like a war general kind of thing. Is Balrog intelligent? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's like a war general. Balrog? Okay. For, yeah. Back in the ancient days of Melkor and whatnot. I'm pretty sure. My brother will probably wow. chime in at some point <laughs> and tell me I got the wrong bad guy. Anyway, the point is, the Balrog was like, they would lead, you know, battalions and whatnot. And would, uh, I, I want to say they drove the dragons, but I think I'm wrong on that. Like, like a car? No, like like cattle, like they would charge them into battle. But I think I'm I think I'm wrong. They would drive a dragon like like a drive them like cattle, yeah. like a horse. So like the, they'd be behind. So the Balrog like is a giant whip cracking flaming cowboy. Pretty yes. <laughs> like a, he's like, sounds like one of the village people. <laughs> Balrog, he's got a whip in his hand. I say Balrog. Won't let you into this land. I said, Balrog. That's all I got. <laughs> oh, no, no, keep going. That's all I couldn't think of anything else. It's fun well, to stay at the Mines of, of Moria. Moria. <laughs> mines of Moria. Oh, there you go. Stealing my stuff again. Uh, <laughs> okay, so Sin is a, uh, a giant, monstrous thing. It uses pyreflies to replenish its strength whenever damaged, and thus conventional attacks cannot defeat it. It is formed as a result of gravity magic used to draw in further pyreflies from the atmosphere, compressing them densely. So it's basically a giant clawed whale-like uh, black hole made of the souls of departed dead people and the memories of a dreaming society that may or may not have existed versus... The Balrog, also called a Tolkien word... Um, were Maiar that were seduced and corrupted by Melkor to his service. They were never more than seven, according to Tolkien's son. Okay, But in earlier versions of Tolkien's writings, there are reference to entire armies of Balrogs, at least before the destruction of Atumno. Gothmog was their captain during the First Age. So they were like... They were like they were like Gandalf, just big and on fire. Oh. Again, and evil. There's a, there's a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> so... <he's> a- <laughs> nope. Uh, nope. Balrog. <laughs> All right, thanks, Wikipedia. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, these two things that we have just described thusly uh, versus one another. So who comes out? The giant, whale-like, clawed, monster, city-sized, unstoppable force of sin or the flaming war general whip-cracking demon from an ancient world? Your votes will make the decision. You can vote with us on the Twitter page at Nerd of Godcast. All right, real quick, and we, we so we mentioned lightly earlier we lost an episode. Uh, we recorded all the way through episode thirteen, had a really really great time, and then it was just lost, um, like the Ark, uh, the Bible Ark, uh, 
for that was the golden box, not the Bible art, the ark that was the big boat. Although I guess they're both guess both they're equally both lost. Equally lost, yeah. So uh, like because the, the episode was lost, game. we're going to uh, we're not going to try to recreate the episode, but we are going to mention a couple things that you will never hear from. Uh, kind of like when Stephen tries to communicate to me about a dream he had. I know it's not real. I know I can never experience it, but I'm still going to uh, humor him and listen to it anyway. So Stephen, please humor us with a flashback to the trailer park. We had a couple trailers that came out this week that you uh, watched and reviewed. Would you please tell us about the trailers that you have seen? Uh, well, I saw two. Uh, first one I'll talk about is the 10 Cloverfield Lane trailer. We mentioned that earlier. Yep. And uh, I really enjoyed it. It was just um, cryptic enough to kind of leave you wanting more. Uh, doesn't look like it's a direct sequel from Cloverfield. Uh I think I've heard J.J. Abrams said that it exists in the universe. It's like a cousin rather than a sister. Uh, the monster's cousin? Maybe. I don't know. I didn't watch that. I didn't, I didn't see Strange, undersea, gargantuan Adam's family of, you know, lizard creatures? Yeah, sure. Okay. More, more like uh, like all of their eggs were in the stadium the entire time. And that was Godzilla. Slowly. You're yeah, the worst. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> even Matthew Broderick, even Ferris Bueller couldn't save that movie. Uh, well. They had Hank Azaria in it, so that's there. Even Hank that. Azaria couldn't save that movie. Okay. Even Rene, who is guy? Jean Rene Jean. Oh yeah. Something. Rene version one. No, no, he was uh, John Renault. John. Even John Renault could not save that movie. Not Gene. Re- I enjoyed Renew? that movie. Gene Reno. Yeah. The guy that was in Onamusha three. Sure. They're ignoring me. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. And uh, so it's a, it's cryptic. You just see a bunch of people in this. Well, at the end of Cloverfield, are we led to believe that the Cloverfield monster lives or dies? They don't show it. Uh, there's an airstrike on them, and then the camera shuts off. But at the beginning of the movie, they have sort of a military intro that says this is like footage that was found. Yes. It, so, I mean, it could be. I'm not sure. They also have something... If you watch the end, I don't know if this was in the theatrical version, but it's definitely on the DVD version. As Towards the end of the movie, as this airstrike is happening and your main characters, spoilers, are presumed dead because they're dead, they go to a clip that was on the camera that they were using of the main character and his girlfriend on a Ferris wheel on Coney Island, oh, yeah. and you see, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, you see something fall out of the, the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. From what I could gather from the backstory on the web that they kind of put out there, that, that monster. The very large, multi-layered yes. game that you had to go it was through. fantastic. That was one of the, my favorite afternoon memories with you, Tony. Thank you, Steven. And actually, I think that was a full day. Anyway. Feels, like, lot, a, feels not, like it must have been. Not, not a lot got done that day. We had we had to like, translate Japanese text. And we had to like, find an unlock code to someone's like private <laughs> video blog. It was a really involved process. And it was fun. I had a, a good time. I love stuff like that. And uh, But from what I understood from that was the monster was already on Earth. And it was, was under just, the sea. Yeah, and was searching for its food source, which is finding a slusho drink, which is where the main character of the movie was going to go work, and a bunch of slushos in New York, so it was just trying to find its food, and that the monster was a baby, la, la, la. So I don't know what that thing falling out of the sky could represent, unless, I don't know. So, in this one, what you until the very end of the trailer, it's just a bunch of people in what looks like this fallout shelter, and different cuts kind of make it seem like uh, the girl played by Mary, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is... A prisoner there. She's locked up at one point. She's like reaching up, trying to get phone signal, and then she, you know, beats up John Goodman, who for some reason has a gun, and goes upstairs trying to get out of the shelter. And John Goodman is behind the door, going, "No, don't open that door. You'll kill us all." 
which has a terrible John Goodman. I thought it was good. You really took me there. Okay. And then she looks out the door before she opens it, and then she just <gasps> gasps and covers her mouth, and then it just says, Dan Cloverfield Lane. So, so uh, rather than you just kind of describing what the trailer was, because anybody can just go watch it, uh, and not that your description wasn't vivid and, and just brought me into that place, but, I mean, I really felt like I was in the fallout shelter, but that's mostly yeah. because we recorded what appears to be a fallout shelter. Yes. But I, what was your reaction from it? Like, what did you think of it? What was what does it make you think about the movie or uh, the trailer itself as far as how it was put together? I really want to see it because it, it definitely has a lot of mystery to it. Like, why are they in there? What's going on? Why is she, like, a prisoner? Who is this other guy in there that doesn't speak at all in the trailer? So I'm just really interested to see, you know, what the story is going to be. Uh, and I know J.J. Abrams is producing it. Bad Robot is the main production company of it, and I like J.J. Abrams. I like Bad Robot. So, I mean, the the trailer, I believe, is supposed to be like the first Cloverfield trailer, which is just supposed to make you wonder what this is. Is that supposed to give you all the information? They're not going to be like every other normal trailer and give you, like, the, you know, the money shots throughout the episode to where it's just like, oh, here's the best parts of the movie. It's like, no, we're going to give you these very small things just to make you know that there's something going on. We're not going to show you. Gotcha. Um, I was I, I looked online because I wanted to see the trailer after it came out. And on the uh, the YouTube uh, description for the trailer, it, it gives it gave a, uh, a little description. It's not on the official Paramount Pictures one. But on the other one, I think it says that there was a hitchhiker who uh, woke up. Uh, in this fallout shelter with this guy kind of like taking care of her. But then, then she ran and he tells her that there was a, uh, some kind of a uh, biological warfare attack that caused like the world to be unsafe to leave. Uh, but she sees some discrepancies in what he's saying and it seems a little shady. So when she tries to leave, he goes a little crazy on her and says, you can't leave. And that's where it was. So I don't know how accurate that is, but that was yep. just in the video's description. Mm-hmm. But I, they, I can't really find that anywhere right now, despite my Google browsing. Yep. So uh, initial reaction then, uh, how many how many beards does the Ted Cloverfield Lane uh, out of five? Three beards and a goatee. Three beards and a goatee. That's pretty. That's pretty impressive. That's. I just. I really want to see it. Okay. So. So then we shift over to the second trailer that was uh, all the rage this week, and that was Suicide Squad. The second Suicide Squad trailer. The full theatrical trailer. Full theatrical, and uh, tell me tell me about your reaction from that one. First off. It's probably one of the best trailers I think I've ever seen. You you really enjoy when people sync music up to video. I know your personal, yes. even when you've edited videos before, that's something that really ministers to you. Oh yeah, I just I love I love good white. What's that look for, Tori? <laughs> She's giving me I'll really, tell you, well, really th- weird that's look. how that's that's like that's how they're supposed to be done. Well, not always. This one in particular, they really they even they even kind of added sounds in to make it particularly sync up. For instance, during little piano walk downs, the song, the theme song for the the trailer, Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. And, and I love e- that even song. during some of the da 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 da, they sync it up with the sound of bullet shells hitting the ground, or you know, bomb bomb bomb, and they sync up, boof, 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 you know, cannon fire from the, the the helicopters and stuff. So they they really do make it pretty uh, aggressively synced up. Yes. So, I mean, that, it, it does, I like the humor that it looks like it's going to bring. Like, it's, it looks like it's going to be a fun movie. And uh, I I still think Will Smith looks like he's just going to be Will Smith. But as long as the other characters are true, I think it'll be, I think it'll be good. It made me really want to see it. It made me want to see it more than the first trailer did. So out but, of out of five beards, what are we giving Suicide Squad? Uh, four beards. See, this is my, my big concern with, with Suicide Squad. 
and it seems that Zack Snyder is sort of setting the cadence for the DC, the DC cinematic universe, if, if that's the word for it. And uh, as I've seen with Zack Snyder's work in the past, Man of Steel potentially notwithstanding, but Zack Snyder is very, very good at putting out movie trailers that are amazing for movies that are underwhelming because the movies are so visually uh, so visually stunning and they, they sync them up with music and they really capture you and bring you into the world but then when you see the movie themselves they're either paced odd or in a, in a strange fashion or they have uh, characters that are unrelatable or they try to add too much. Now I understand that Zack Snyder is not directing this movie but just because of the, he is definitely the pace setter. Uh, the, the, He's the Joss Whedon. Uh, to, yeah, to some degree uh, of, of the DC Cinematic Universe I would just hate to see that they put together an average movie with an excellent trailer mm-hmm. because there's nothing worse than seeing a movie and saying, yeah, I saw all the best parts in the trailer. In fact, the trailer was a better movie than, yeah. than the movie was. So I would, I would really hope that they would do a, a good job, a better job than with like Watchmen, which had a phenomenal trailer. And then the movie was just underwhelming or uh, even uh, Sucker Punch, which is another one. Fantastic trailer. Uh, engaging, engrossing trailer, but then the movie itself, uh, in most people's opinion, was fairly lackluster. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll definitely uh, be there to see it. Uh, Suicide Squad comes out 2016. Yes, in August. August 2016. And, uh, 10 Clover Lane comes out in like a month and a half. Oh, okay. So that's coming out quick. Yeah. And I, I, they did that on purpose. Like, hey, look at this movie. It's coming out in like two weeks. Like, that's what they're doing. Let's go see it. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, there is a there's another another trailer that you missed, which uh, got me quite excited. Uh, it's a Netflix exclusive movie, which is uh, bringing back a franchise from my childhood, and I, I love the throwback vibe there. I'm still not tired of it because nostalgia is a very powerful agent. But coming to Netflix, Pee Wee's Big Holiday. Ah. Pee-wee's big holiday. They're bringing back the Pee-wee Herman character. Uh, Paul Rubens looks great. I think it's going to be a, a fun time. And Paul uh, Rubens is old now. Paul Rubens is old. Uh, probably 63 or 64. He's exactly 63. Man, nailed it. Yeah. So good. It's almost as if we talked about this on episode 13. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm having a sense of deja vu all over again. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, Neff is not here, so we are going to have to skip Neff news today. Is there any news that you guys are aware of that uh, is worth mentioning on Neff's yeah, behalf? Actually, talk I to us. Just came across it. Um, hold on. Let me make sure I know what I'm talking about here. Uh, Distant Worlds was the uh, the music from Final Fantasy. Okay. Um, there, the orchestra. Hold on. I'm gonna read it. For the first time in the Tampa Bay area, the Global Orchestra Intermedia Phenomenon, Distant Worlds, Music from Final Fantasy, performs at the historic Mahaffey Theater in St. Petersburg. Built upon the success of the Final Fantasy video game series, which has sold over 100 million units to date, the spectacular concert featuring music by Japanese comp- composer Nobuo Uematsu has captivated audiences worldwide. Florida Orchestra, under the direction of Grammy Award winner Arnie Roth, promised an historic event with especially considered with a specially considered program of Final Fantasy classics and surprises to mark the occasion. So it sounds like like the Zelda Symphony, but only Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy Symphony. Sounds yeah. like fun. And that's in Tampa? It's in St. Petersburg, which okay, I looked Tampa. up. It's yeah, about... that's Tampa. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah, Tampa's AP. Cool. So that might be worth a, uh, a little field trip, you guys. Yeah. It'd be a lot of fun. That would yeah. be a blast. Yeah, very, very good. Um, looking at some different things, uh, usually Neff ends his uh, news segments with a joke. Do you not have a joke? 
Okay. <laughs> I was uh, wholly unprepared. That's okay. Uh, I, I was reading an article this morning, and uh, it would seem really interesting that Nintendo is um, getting ready to release this new Pokemon game, the Pokemon yes. Go. Yes. Uh, which, uh, from <laughs> the article I read, it will be a free downloaded game. What? But you have to purchase the, the wristband. It's like a little Pokemon Fitbit kind of deal that goes with it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy it. I'll buy four. Yeah. But, uh, for, for all of us? One for each of us. Nope. Oh, for me. Ha ha. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I will grow two more sets of arms. Two more arms. Not to put on our ankles. I'm, I've never been a Pokemon guy. Uh, I know that we have a lot of Pokemon fans that are that are listeners, and I don't dislike Pokemon. I mean, I know the difference between a, a Raichu and a Zubat. I, mean, I get it, but I, I don't. I've never played it. It was just, it kind of came out in that window where I was in college and just handheld games weren't really my vibe at that time so uh, never got into the Pokemon my son really really loves it I will probably give Pokemon Go a try because it looks like a fun and interactive and immersive thing plus it's a neat way to get video game kids outside right it's a game game you can play out of doors cheating so uh, there was some some details Steven you kind of brought a rumor I think uh, we were talking the other day about a potential labyrinth reboot. Yeah, oh, and yeah, I was just legit? I was just looking online. Apparently, the co-writer of Guardians of the Galaxy is writing it. Oh, so it is legit. But I think instead of a reboot, it's like a sequel. I'm not exactly sure because there's a lot of stuff going on. On like I'm looking online right now, and a lot of it is the writer saying that it's not a remake and that it's not going to be bad, what have you. So I think it might be sort of a sequel. But they obviously had this plan in before David Bowie died. What what uh, what director or writer would open up with? It's gonna be bad. Uh, it's, gonna, it's gonna be really bad, you guys. No, no, like he not, made that well, distinction. Like it's I wish, not gonna I wish be Josh bad. Trank would have done that. Well, it was oh. says screenwriter denies reports of Labyrinth remake calls timing awful. But there's also like an oh. article that says it's gonna be a uh, a sequel. I don't know exactly. They, there's they just announced it and now they're trying to to save it because people are angry yeah, that yeah, yeah. hey Bowie died and then you announce that we're do- yeah, you're doing a uh, yeah. remake of his most beloved movie any other news or anything else that uh, that, that you might have heard about I think that's it yeah there's a blizzard happening but that's not another one new- they yeah. just finished yeah well I don't know <laughs> I saw an article uh, about a, an Australian Lego fanatic Ooh. Who uh, created a Lego version of Arkham Asylum? What? Uh, yeah, eighteen thousand blocks took some, took them around four months to build and to collect all the necessary pieces. But if you look at this thing, it is absolutely breathtaking. There's underground cells. There's uh, all kinds of really really cool, like the security wing, um, uh, the maximum security wing. I mean, the whole interior. It's really really fantastic. So. Uh, you need to check this out online. It's got LED lighting in it. It's really, really fantastic. Um, you can check him out. His name is Dayton. 18,000-piece uh, Lego Arkham Asylum. Really, really fantastic. I love Legos a lot. I don't know if you guys are too cool to play with Legos, but I enjoy them. Uh, we have had a blast with Lego Dimensions. I thought it was a really, really fun game. Love building, love collecting. But the only problem with Legos is they're really, really expensive. They're very, very prohibitively expensive. And I, we go to the Lego store. There's a Lego store in our, our downtown Disney area, Disney Springs. And uh, there's so many amazing sets. And and it's really cool now because Lego has just gotten all these wonderful 
brands and licenses that they can make Lego sets of. They're they're really cranking out some Ghostbusters stuff now. About a year ago, they put up the Ecto-1 Ghostbusters car, and now they have the, the Ghostbusters firehouse, and it's like, I want it so bad. And there's so many amazing Lego sets there. There looks like Lego Portal is actually happening. The Lego <laughs> Portal is – there's Lego Portal in Lego Dimensions, but they're going to come out with the, the more sets. Of course, Lego Back to the Future yes. uh, is, is a big thing. I mean, Lego Doctor Who, I just saw at Toys R Us the other day, the TARDIS uh, from the episode where uh, 11 turns into 12 because yes. it's got – it comes with uh, Weeping Angels, comes with two Daleks, it comes with Clara – and then 11 and 12. So really cool little set. Uh, it has the, the TARDIS from the outside, and then you can open it up. And, of course, it's got the huge you know, TARDIS, the big reactor thing in the middle. Yeah, and the whole is, it, is it bigger on the inside? Uh, apparently. More bricks on the inside. But uh, I love Legos. Uh, I, I wish that I had the space to display Legos and put them out. If, I, I feel like I would be the kind of guy that would have a room in the house that would just have tables on it with just a whole Lego city. Oh, but then, awesome. I mean, you do I, have a room in the house that's full of action figures. I know, <laughs> but I feel like if I had a Lego city, I would be like Will Ferrell and the Legos would think of me as a villain. <laughs> I would be like Lord Business and... Uh, Never seen the Lego movie, have you? Nope. Oh, man. I've seen the first, like... Wasted seen the, reference! seen the first act. So, uh... Sorry, Neff, we miss you. You had all the news we could use, but you are not here, so we shed a tear. Uh, but I would like to introduce to our Nerd of God listeners uh, a wonderful new segment that we have here. And this is uh, something that is going to reach beyond the realms of the show. This is going to be a segment that you can do more than listen to, but something that you can enjoy uh, across forms of media. There's a product that you can buy anywhere. Uh, I see them a lot of times at my, my local bookstore, but I've seen them at places that sell board games as well. And it's a set of dice. Uh, I think it's nine dice. And each one, instead of having dots that correspond with numbers, each side of each die has uh, a little picture, something that would be a unique story element. And the, they're called Rory's Story Cubes. And the idea is you just kind of take them and you shuffle them all up. And whatever pictures land face up, your job is to construct a story or for you and, and your family or whoever you're playing with to construct a story incorporating each of the words, themes, or ideas communicated through the pictures on the die as part of the, the elements of your story. And what we are going to do with this new segment is we are going to challenge the Jersey Tomato, the lovely Tory line, Woo. to take the Rory's story cubes and when we shake them up to take what they come up with and to create an artistic work, a drawing. An illustration. An illustration that, <laughs> that successfully illustrates uh, something that reflects the theme from all nine of these die. And this is a segment Yay. that we call Tori's Rory's Story Cubes, which is just a lot of fun to say. So Tori's Rory's Story Cubes. We, uh, we, right. <laughs> <laughs> we introduced this uh, for the first time on episode 13, but again, uh, episode 13 is lost across the event horizon of episodes that will never be seen nor heard from again. I really liked my list, too. And so we did. We gave her a list, but I'm going to reshuffle the die now, Tori, and we will tell you exactly what it is that your story must entail. Are you, are you feeling it? Are you ready? I'm so ready. I was born ready. She was born ready. All right, Tori, for your... Tori's Worry Story Cube segment today, you have to include a tower, a, la, a castle tower, a clock, what appears to be a bridge, fire, a hand or a handprint, a lightning bolt, a keyhole, 
a question mark, and an airplane. Aw, they're all pretty themed until we got to the airplane. Until we got to the airplane. <laughs> so it'll be your job to work that all out. All right. We've got your Rory's Story Cube. So this is uh, a new segment called Tori's Rory Story Cubes. And uh, when once this work is done, we will post it on our blog at nerdofgodcast.com so you can see exactly what it is that the lovely Tori line came up with. Please. So but uh, no, it's going to be really great. Bread. This will be a lot of fun. <laughs> Tori is super creative, and I think this will be a, a fun opportunity to challenge her to come up with something that will captivate our imaginations and take us to worlds of wonder. Tori Roy Story Cube. It's easy for you to say, buddy. <laughs> Tori's Roy Story Cube. Hey! I did it. So what are the only rules that, that Tori has to, to follow? She has to do it with a blindfold. <laughs> yeah, that is just going to be That would like, be a terrible rule. Like that would be Tori's Rory Story Blindfold Cube. Do you ever feel like like when you have a task to do that sometimes people will give you rules that are just arbitrary rules that don't serve yes. any purpose but just to make it harder? Yes. yes. Like no singing at the dinner table. What's what? That? Is that a real rule? That is a legitimate... That is... Yes. I'm not even... Wait, wait. Now, now was that rule created because somebody's just excessively grumpy or was there a, 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 an outpouring of singing at the dinner table no. and someone needed like, to correct you? Like, did you and your family sing... be like, mashed potatoes. No, no, no. Apparently... Boil them. You're grounded. Them. Well, Stick them in a stew. Shut up. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> while I was you know, dodging Red 40 and playing house as the puppy, um, <laughs> I would sing all the time and like I would sing everything I did and I would hum <laughs> while I ate. No brush wonder your mom teeth. thought you were possessed. Brush of my teeth. Brush of brush of brush. I would be eating. <laughs> I'm gonna call your mom right now, and we're gonna okay. we're gonna get to the bottom of this. Okay. Becky, why why? Okay, so no no singing. Yeah, it was not. We were you said but you said at the table, like at your right, house, right, so like, or is that at other people's house? No, no, no like at, my at house. Denny's. <laughs> there was no singing. Grand Slam. Hey, moon's over my hammy. This isn't Disney. You sing at your own house, lady. Okay. What is she on some red forty or something? Shut up. We would sing all the time, apparently, and not we would just I don't know sing something stupid. So who's we? Apparently, me and Daniel, but I think it may have been me, mostly. I don't remember. I just knew I couldn't do it. And apparently, because we would get told that, like, every time at dinner. No singing. Like, preemptively? like No, no, like, well, I We're going to sit down to a nice meal, you guys. I would start singing. No singing. And be like, Tori, no singing at the table. And be she, like, aw. She would, lead, <laughs> she would lead up to it. Like, a musical is like, Mom, you know, these peas and carrots are really, really good. You know these peas and carrots. Stephen, no singing at the podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, 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 so. I, I finally would you asked. Sing, would you sing a, like making up songs, or would you sing songs like "You Spin Me Right Round, <laughs> Baby Right Round"? Like, w- would it be just a song that was stuck in your head and you couldn't, you, you had to, you had to get it out? It would be of. I think it would both. Like some days, I'd just be making up a song because I was. So this is a this is a wonderfully charming. <laughs> side I want to go back in time and see Tori singing. Tori, wait, table. Tori, would you would you please? I know that this is going against form, and you might be breaking all kind of rules since you're technically at a table right now. But would you break off a little piece for us? Would you would you sing a little something for us right now? <laughs> Gather yourself. I'll listen, give you a minute. Listen to the to- tones Ooh. of her laughter as she leads us. Out. I would I would get to the table and we would. Like let's say I watched Lion King that day and be like, <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> like no, I can't. Like, no. <laughs> like 
just can't wait to be king. I'd be like eating my food and I'd be like just going at the song. And my dad's like, no singing at the table. No singing Jeez. at the table. And I come to find out it's just because my dad couldn't take the sound of our piping voices singing <laughs> while he was trying to eat. No tolerance for that. No, uh, no tolerance. Well, that's funny. That's a fun rule, though. I mean, I guess it's a good rule. If, if it really is a problem, I can understand why parents would say no singing at the table. And then, like, from then on, it's just, like, you don't sing at a table. But then I'd go to a friend's house and they wouldn't tell me to stop. They wouldn't tell you to stop. <laughs> so I could sing. <laughs> like, this is my moment. This is my moment. Here we go. Tori, Tori spends a lot of, she spends a lot of evenings at her friend's house for dinner. They must really like her. <laughs> no, it's dinner and a show when you invite Tori over. <laughs> like, did well, they like, who needs the theater when we got a line? Yeah, listen, I'd at that point, chewed. at least they let you sit at the table. They didn't like you know pass food to you it's under true, the table. Yeah, like when I went to my friend. No, because no, when I went to my friend's house, they do that. They sung on the table because I wasn't allowed to be a person when we played house. I had to be. Sometimes I was the horse. <laughs> like, like, like people would ride on you like no i would just go around like this it was the strangest you know how when you know somebody and then you find out later on that you didn't really know them no you don't understand maybe, when i was here. in elementary school and middle school no one liked me and i still because you sung at the lunch table and you, and you acted like a know. horse <laughs> no, here nobody, just a, nobody. Nay, nay, I just can't wait to be king. Oh, oh. I just, nobody wanted, some, some days, and there was this thing, I don't know what the deal was, but the boys, well now I do, the boys would always chase the girls, but it was like, they were raptors. <laughs> now I do. Like, no, like, now listen, they were, they were raptors. Life finds a way, Dory. They, exactly. <laughs> so boys. one day, I'm like, you know what, I'm tired of being a dog so i'm gonna go play so with the guys so we would chase the girls i'm gonna be a raptor and like roar at them it was the, wait what would the roar sound like the raptor roar i'm not i'm not gonna do yeah, that you don't have to do that, uh, you don't have to do that. like was, steven just wanted an excuse that he could roar like a raptor but we would we would stick our hands out like like raptor hands and we would run it was but the raptor hands are rex hands the raptor hands because we, we, I don't think the guys were allowed. You couldn't like grab the girls because it was a Christian school and you'd be like stoned or something. But um, you wouldn't be stoned. You would. I knew a lot of kids that went to Christian school that were pretty much stoned all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stephen, were there any weird random rules before we find out too much about touring? We have to ask her to leave. <laughs> Uh, I mean, nothing. Anybody ever just pour gravy on themselves? That was a rule at my house. Don't pour gravy on yourself. I mean, there's nothing I can really think of right now. Like, that doesn't seem out of the ordinary. Um, Are you okay, Victoria? It's painful to remember, isn't it? <laughs> it's painful for her. Delightful for us. <laughs> oh, okay. I think that's all I got. Carry on. Sorry. Uh, I don't. I don't know. My my rules are pretty normal. I didn't sing at the dinner table. <laughs> Thank God. That's. I mean, it's only. <laughs> I didn't really have any abnormal rules. I none that were really. I remember. Tough. I remember going to friends' houses. And sometimes when you go to a friend's house and their parents would have like weird or different rules, that was always unsettling for me. Uh, I remember just different things. Like, okay, I went to go have dinner at a friend's house. I decided not to sing while I was there because <laughs> your loss. Yeah, 
apparently I didn't have the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. I've probably seen that too. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. That's not that funny, Tori. You know how some people get weird late at night? I think Tori gets that early in the morning. Well, this is this is like. 3 a.m. for her. Have you have you had your Wawa today? I did. Oh, I finished off for a Wawa. Any, uh, coffee, so. That's why. All right, so we would go to my friend's house. I remember going to visit her across the street, Jessica, and uh, Jessica's family. You know, because other people's families, like when they make food and stuff, it's always weird. It's different than your parents' food, and uh, and my house, we always drank soda with meals. Uh, at Jessica's house, they drank milk with meals because you know, I don't know white people. I don't know like what the deal was. <laughs> But they, we, and I don't drink milk. I ne- we never drank milk. Like, milk was not a beverage at our house. Milk was an ingredient to cake. Neff's you know? so sad right there. So, yeah, that. whatever, dude. Neff ain't here. But, <laughs> like, they gave me milk to drink with my food. Now, my food was already kind of weird, nasty food because I'm used to what my dad ate. You know, my dad cooked, and that was, like, good food. But, man, Jessica's family, they were, they were made weird food. It was, like, I don't even know what it was, dude. It had, like, green stuff and, like, leaves on it and stuff. I don't even get it. it. Salad. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, in retrospect. Salad. And, and and I was trying to, like, eat it, but then, like, I was trying to, like, kind of force it down, too, with the milk. But they had this rule, like, you couldn't leave the table until you finished your food. And it was, like, a rule. And they weren't even, like, being flexible on this thing. Like, I'm this house guest, but they're endorsing that stuff, man. They're enforcing it. Like, you're, you're sitting at this table. So Jessica gets finished, and she goes off into the kitchen to eat a Jello pudding pop. And Whatever. then she goes and sits and watches Little House on the Prairie, which, look, I didn't want to go watch Little House on the Prairie anyway. But, like, I wanted a pudding pop, like, worse <laughs> than anything. But I wasn't allowed to get up from the table until my food was eaten. And I couldn't eat my food. Because I had already drank all my milk trying to, like, force it to go down. But they had this rule that you can't get up. Nor did they offer refills at this people's house. I'm like, what kind of – you're running a prison here. <laughs> you can't sing. You can't get a refill. You can't, you can't get move. refills. I don't even want your stupid milk, you people. So I, I didn't like going to other people's houses because I didn't like other people's parents would have weird bedtimes for their kids or weird different things like that. Like, rules are weird. And it's strange when you, like, get grown a little bit to remember when you're a kid, like, rules are – that's the thing. Like you, you live and like all day by other people's rules. Parents be giving you rules to like school, be giving you rules to live by. Like it's crazy. Like don't run in the hallway and I don't know, just different don't things. Don't run with scissors. Don't, yeah, there was rules for how to carry scissors. The other day my son went and got some scissors. And I'm like, no, you have to hold them point down and hold them in your hand. And it's like, oh, that's like a rule from when I was a kid. Like, I, don't, I feel like that's more of like a safety regulation. But I've never, I've never like enforced that. Like I'm carrying scissors. I don't think like mom, I have to carry them this way. But then did. when he went to do it, I, I went, no, carry them this way. You have to do it, or otherwise the world's gonna end. You're gonna die. You know, they're all gonna laugh at you. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it was like what, what in the you. world, dude? But like we, you, I mean, there was people would come and we would have like assemblies at school about the rules, about what you were supposed to do, about stop, drop, and roll. And I mean, oh these, yeah, just. Different different things that you had to do when you'd go and there was a store which I missed this store desperately Blockbuster and you'd go and oh, you'd get VCR tapes from Blockbuster but you had to rewind really them they gave you a rule but Watch they that. had a stupid rewinding machine there yeah to make up for people like you who weren't courteous enough to rewind the movie when you got it no, I re- I re- that way when I have to go and rent Little Monsters from Blockbuster I have to rewind <laughs> it before I watch it because Steve-O didn't bother rewinding it I can't watch Fred Savage and Howie Mandel no absolutely man but we, anyway 
just different things. And, and today I want to talk a little bit about some of the rules that we have in our lives. I know that it's a little off topic. We we talked uh, we we talked about a couple different options of what we wanted to discuss today, but uh, just right now I've, I, I that came into my mind, and I would like to talk about rules. I would like to talk about the things that we have to live by, the things that as a kid kind of dictated our lives. Uh, maybe some some rules that you always thought were just arbitrary or random rules that you'd like to throw a flag on the plane now that you've grown. You could say, you know what? There was no reason for me to not eat cookie crisp as a kid, mom. It is literally no worse for you than Fruit Loops, which are terrible for you, mom. At least Cookie Crisp doesn't have all that Red 30 in it, right? Yeah, it makes Tori crazy. It's Red, it's red 40. Whatever. <laughs> we didn't get real Fruit Loops. We got the Malto meal. They can only afford Red 30 for it. <laughs> Discount Red. That was the Walmart stuff. brand version. <laughs> it, had, it had like Toucan Stan in it. You know, it was a different different guy, man. <laughs> Timmy the Tiger. <laughs> on, on my Frosted Flakies. <laughs> Sergeant Crunch. Right. Sergeant Crunch. <laughs> Major Crunchberry. So what? What are? And that was a dude. That, the arbitrary rules about cereal. Like when you're a kid, you can't get that. Why not? Why? Why can't I have cookies for breakfast? Really? Are cookies really worse for you than pancakes are? Really? Yes. Are they? We could yeah. have. We could have. Pancakes are literally fried pieces of batter with sugar sauce poured on them and butter. It's like all the bad things. <clears throat> There's yeah, nothing but nutritional. Cereal about has it. red 40 in it. Not Cereal's every cereal. Terrible for you. Like breakfast is like so bad. Breakfast, but breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Don't miss breakfast. I always miss. You know who made that rule up? The breakfast people. <laughs> it was the Quaker Oat guy and Captain Crunch, Tony uh, Aunt Jemima, got together one day and said, "Let's let's make everyone eat breakfast all the time. This will be great for business." Yeah. It was Birdie from yeah. McDonald's. Yep. Yep. Eat your hotcakes. Nobody in the world calls pancakes hotcakes except for McDonald's. Is that, what, is that where it originated? I know. But what about that, flapjacks? Oh, I've never had a flapjack in my life. Did you have? When did I have a flapjack? When you have pancakes or the same thing. No, but nobody's ever called them flapjacks. Think, like if somebody said, think have some flapjacks, kids, I'd be like, what are you, like a miner from, <laughs> from 1842? Are we going to go pan for some gold? Listen, here, we got some flapjacks Happy. over here. <laughs> Girl, Come get kid. your flapjacks and hotcakes. Have, have some wheat cakes, Petey. I made them extra <laughs> weedy for you. I knew a kid who made pancakes with cornmeal, and they would be the fluffiest, like, thickest pancakes ever. They and then you'd delicious. eat them, and it was like, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> I now I know why people don't tune this. I never ate fla- uh, flapjacks. I was just calling <laughs> flapjacks. I never really ate pancakes as a kid. I was a waffle guy. I like waffles. No, pancakes over waffles. Oh, no, I'm being never. I get too tired of eating pancakes. How do you get tired, tired of eating, eating pancakes? pancakes? I eat one, and I'm like, like I'm right. so tired of this. I can't believe you can't I get bored eating pancakes. I get bored eating pancakes. You get bored eating a salad. Then you're eating too many pancakes. No, I eat like one, and I'm or like, okay, I'm done with this thing. I love waffles. Waffles are the superior breakfast. Wait, are you talking like I just made this waffle in this waffle iron, or are you talking Lego my ego waffles? No, don't bless me not with your Lego my ego waffles. Those are my favorites. I like the fresh chocolate chips and chocolate chip ego waffles. But no, I liked I liked the spite I mean, I've had a funfetti. Cupcake waffle by your wife, and it was fantastic. She did. She made some funfetti with uh, with a Nutella school. syrup on it. But no, I was always a waffle guy, which is why Waffle Crisp was my all-time favorite cereal. But they don't make it anymore. And then Eggo all right, new rule. Out with an Shut Eggo up, cereal. Steven. That's a new rule. <laughs> Stop new rule. talking about cereal, Stephen. Uh, <laughs> we yeah, we, dude. I don't know. When I was a kid, like they there was just it seemed like there were, everything had a rule attached to it. Like um, okay, 
when you would eat, you had to wait a half an hour before you could go swimming. So you don't cramp up. For, I never knew anybody who cramped up when they went swimming. I've never seen that. And, you know, honestly, I never waited a half an hour after eating either. I didn't live in Florida, so I didn't have that Bro, problem. I used to jump in the pool to get the Cheetos crumbs off of me. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> like, I ain't waiting no half an hour. Come on. Time's a wasting. I'm young, man. I got music videos to watch on the there's a whole channel for them on the MTV I, it's wait, the wait, 80s I, man I've got to go play some was, ColecoVision I thought that was uh, the channel with all the like the reality shows no dude it's music shut up Steve new rules shut up Steve <laughs> so uh, okay famous rules rules that like we can relate to from, from pop culture can you guys uh, think of any movie rules comic book rules video game rules don't feed gremlins after midnight don't feed them after midnight which is like, well, what, like, where does that time frame happen? Is it like, what if you're on a plane going from New York to LA and it's 1 a.m. in New York, but then it's like 11 a.m. in LA? Like, which time zone do you go to? Like, can you feed them in the middle of the airplane? You just described, uh, like, a time zone that was ridiculous. Well, no, like, because if you can't feed them after midnight. No, no, no. If 1 a.m., 11 p.m. You said 11 a.m. Oh, well, listen. You're jumping through, like, I don't listen to myself. First off, like, how did you get the gremlins past TSA, all right? Seriously. How did you... How did, no well, this, one's going to let them you through. you got to check your gremlins, Well, this man. is 1985. <laughs> That's not a carry-on, dude. Well, either way, you can you can hide, you know, a gizmo on your person. He's tiny. Hide him in your, in your bowler hat. But what in the world are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just saying, what if it's your own private jet? You're flying from New York to L.A., and it's already past midnight in New York, but when you cross a time zone, it jumps back so many hours. Well, then you don't have to worry about it. But but what if the gremlin is still on oh, what New is York that? time? Did you hear that? Did the computer just beep? No, I don't think so. Go check. Uh, it looks like we're good. The computer didn't just beep. I just used that as an excuse to get Stephen to talking about, stop talking about whatever it was that he was going on about with time zones. It seemed it seemed like a long shot, but it, but totally it worked. worked. It paid I'm off. just trying to say, oh, you're what coming back to the conversation? <laughs> I want to know how that works. Do time okay, zones stop. affect It doesn't matter. It's a movie. Listen. <laughs> Movies Go are ahead. important. Go he ahead. said movie rules. That's okay, a movie right, rule. and you took it to a whole new unnecessary Because I think level. about that a lot. Okay, this is the, this is the fourth rule problem. of gremlins. They die at a certain altitude. So if you take them up on planes, they die. Okay, what if it's a train ride? Stop. That doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. There's trains that go from New York to L.A. Then, then whatever time zone you're in, That's it's what after I'm... midnight at whatever time zone you're in. Okay. So if a gremlin conceivably takes a bite of food... As you are traveling on an eastbound train, <laughs> takes a bite of food at 11.59 and 55 seconds, and you are just about to cross over the time zone line to go into eastern time. And it swallows it, but for some reason it swallows it at 1 a.m. You know what? Your mogwai just turned into a gremlin, and now you got some cleaning up to do. You better hope it's daylight and the thing's going to die. So, sorry. Shouldn't have, shouldn't have brought your gremlin on a plane, Peltzer. Gremlin's on a plane. Gremlin's no on movie. a plane. Somebody get. <laughs> Somebody get these mother-loving gremlins off this Monday to Friday plane. <laughs> yes, Come that is the- that is a that is a that is a rule that you can't you can't feed the gremlins after midnight. Don't get them, get them wet, wet and keep them out of sunlight. Sunlight yes. will kill them. Keep them out of the light. Um, rules from movies. Uh, don't cross the streams. Yes, yeah. that would be bad. What? what happens if you cross the streams in Ghostbusters? Uh, bad things happen. 
I'm, fuzz- I'm fuzzy on the whole good bad thing, Stephen. Explain it to me. I can't remember. <laughs> Total protonic reversal. Every molecule in your body explodes at the speed of light. Everything that you know, life as you know, stops instantaneously. Uh, Fight Club. What's the first rule of Fight Club? Don't talk about life. What's the life Fight Club? <laughs> don't talk about <laughs> the Fight Club. Don't flaggy flag a fool. Don't flaggy flag a burger burger. Bark it, bark it, bark it. Hold on. Neff, Neff, we need you. We need a motivational speech right now. <laughs> Neff. <laughs> uh, <okay>. oh. <laughs> um, you know, of course, the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Tori has had enough of your crap, Tony. Here's a couple of the classic blunders. Here's a couple rules. Never get involved in a land war. In Asia. In Asia. Asia. Only slightly less well known as this. Never go in against a Sicilian. When, when about death a is on the line. <laughs> Stephen Salisbury. Holy Foley artist. Extraordinary. Uh, and- uh, if you are given great power, you are also given great responsibility. Great power aid. Oh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Stephen. What the crap, man? Uh, it's early. It's, uh, it's not an excuse for like. It's not that early. Uh, oh my gosh. We just want to say thank you so much for listening to the Earth Godcast. This will be our last episode. I apologize. Right before the best one. Right before yep. episode fourteen. This is episode fourteen. What? Yep. This is it. We we're done with 13. thirteen. 13's done. It's a memory. It's, it's the, gonna be like on it's on a, a shadow. Uh, it's gonna be like an elevator shaft. Do you just skip row thirteen? Uh, the thirteenth floor. Yeah, they, on secret, they secretly know what episode yeah, this is. Fourteen. Fourteen A is still thirteen A. They know what floor they're on. Is there a portal rule <laughs> that I'm missing? A portal. Oh, yeah, rule? think with portals. That's a rule. Is that a rule? Think with portals. No, I don't think. Life gives you lemons. <laughs> Burn life's house down. <laughs> with the lemons. <laughs> Make a grenade, make a grenade out of Johnson, the lemons. And I'm the man who's gonna burn your house down with combustible lemons. <laughs> um, never, vol- never volunteer for scientific experimentation at Aperture Science. You, you can use this money to buy what, newspapers or beer dirt. It's <laughs> my, my favorite game, Johnson. Line. <laughs> I can listen to this those clips for hours. There's um there there's a there's a movie that came out about. Uh, Kind of post-apocalyptic zombies taking over the world, and it had a bunch of rules. The Zombie Land. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Rule, rule number one was cardio. Uh, rule, <laughs> rule number two, double, double tap. tap. Yeah. And rule number thirty-two, enjoy the little things. Enjoy the little things, like Twinkies. Um, there's there's a lot of rules for life. Um, I, I actually am currently writing a composition talking about rules for life. I would like I would like to if you will indulge me. I could share some of my rules with you guys. You want to hear some of my rules? Yes. These are yeah. my personal rules for life, okay? Um I'll give you my top three, which are, are pretty well known. Anybody that's on my team uh, at the church or anybody that has worked with me for any number of time knows my top three rules because I quote them very, very regularly. But uh, some of my other ones are a little less well known. Uh, number one rule, and this is the number one rule for life. You must remember it. You must apply it. It's it's totally blanket. It works. God is real, and he's there, even when it seems like he's not, even when it doesn't feel like he is. God is real, and he is there. God is real and he's there. Rule number one. If you remember that, it doesn't matter what you're facing. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Uh, you'll always be able to keep it in perspective. You'll always be able to know exactly where you are, who you are, and whose you are because uh, God is real and he is there. What are you doing, Stephen? I have a knot, I have a knot in my back. and just, I'm trying to It looks it like you're sexy dancing on that chair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to da-da, ignore him. Da-da. 
I don't know why that was the music I chose. <laughs> They're singing at the table. Da, 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 da. <laughs> he's he's grinding on he's grinding on that chair to the blue Danube. <laughs> uh, oh, Stephen, that's some back pain for a couple days. I'm trying to make it. I heard you got a week back. Yeah, I got a week back. When'd you get a week back? Oh, about a week back. <laughs> okay. Um, number two, never, uh, never marry a crazy person. Uh, rule number three. That was pretty self-explanatory. Uh, never cheap out on toilet paper, because there's look, there's one point in your day, away from all the hecticness, away from all the craziness, away from all the busy, that you deserve to pamper yourself. You deserve to treat yourself. Treat yourself. And that is when you're making it too. Uh, don't buy cheap toilet paper. Whatever you think you're going to save, I don't care if it's double coupon day, you skip a meal if you have to. You buy the good stuff. You discover what the good stuff is, whether it's extra soft or extra strong or laced with aloe. You just, you take care of you. That's that's something that's definitely, you are worth it. You have my permission to go out and go premium. You go premium on that TP. Don't look back. You just <laughs> live, live your life. Do your thing. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I've got, a, I've got. well, my list of rules right now currently goes up to number 47. Whoa, it was 20 a couple days ago. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about this. Um, so I, I'll give you a couple more of my, uh, let me just give you my top 10. And okay. then uh, if you have any other questions, I'll go beyond that. Uh, number four, everything worth doing is worth having a soundtrack for. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, road trips, uh, dinner time, uh, game night. Uh, I always know when you're on a road romance because you post a hashtag uh, on the road playlist. That's right. That's right. Drive time playlist. Drive time playlist. Uh, Rule number five. Social media is not real life. Can I get an amen for the congregation? Amen. Amen. Yeah, because you know people be trying to stir up stuff on social media. They, They get out there and they act like everything that somebody says is so important. So... Drama. Drama, man. Who needs that drama? Drama bomb. Drama bomb. Um, never leave a high five hanging. Never. <laughs> See, Stephen went up for the high five. That would have been the perfect time for you to ignore him, Tori. <laughs> yeah. But you can't because you can't. rule number six says never leave a high five hanging. Um, number seven, don't order big when somebody else is paying. Stephen. What, what? Don't order big when somebody else is paying. Steven. Did, did I, am I the reason you have that rule? That is you. Oh, my goodness. You know, I didn't even think about that. But yes, you are. Steve, I only did that one time. The first time. And the first time, and it was the last time. That's true, because I explained to you, that's not cool. I'm sorry. I took that the boy my... to Quiznos, and this was 10 years ago. Just, and yeah, just about so. he uh, decided to order everything that Quiznos had. Uh, no, Quiznos should have gone in a soup. Quiznos should have gone and 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 chips and I, I I told you no on the soup. You got the big double meat steak sandwich. It was turkey. It's turkey bacon guacamole. That's you lot. You full of crap. No, because I remember specifically because I had guacamole. You didn't even eat guacamole back then. No, I've eaten guacamole since I was a baby, You're sir. The worst. <laughs> since you were a baby. <laughs> yes. You, did, you you didn't have Crystal Pepsi when you were four years old because you didn't drink soda. But guacamole yes. was in. You were getting my, that Gerber fed. My grandmother was best friends with a lady who owned a. Mexican restaurant, so we would go there all the time. When I was a baby, my first non-baby food food was guacamole. Stephen, new rule: I would eat it by the don't make up stuff about what you. I'm not making it up. That is true. You can call and the lying liars who tell them. I can call my mother right now. Rule number seven: Don't order big when someone else is paying. Get that water, yo. Saving that three dollars. Rule number eight: Emotions are gifts from God to help you face life, not to hide you from life. 
sometimes it's like you, when you when you feel the ways that you feel, you feel the, the different emotions you have. It's easy to get kind of caught up in those things. I know people that something happens in their life and they feel sad about it, and then they can never get out of that sad feeling. And it's like, dude, don't become sad. You can be sad, but just don't become sadness. You know, you can be angry, just don't become anger. Uh, those are all the different things. I always call it like, like this. I call it Captain Crunch syndrome. You know, you all know Captain Crunch is a great sweet cereal, but sometimes it has a reputation for cutting the roof of your mouth open. Have you guys ever experienced that or at least heard yes. that before? Heard of it. Never yeah, Captain, it. Captain Crunch is like my, my analogy for life because life is sweet, but life can sometimes cut the roof of your mouth emotionally. Yes. Yeah. It's very, very good. I like that. And uh, sometimes I think that like putting milk Milk is like the emotions of our lives, you know. God gives us the emotions that we have to sort of soften those moments up that are a little bit tough and difficult to get through. But if you leave it on there, it ends up kind of creating, you know, sort of a, a sogginess, man. It ends up taking the good blessings of life and making them where they're, uh, it, it's just goopy and not good anymore. So you you can be sad, but don't stay sad forever. You can be, uh, you know, joyful and angry and, and all those different things, but just let, let those things be the things that you process life with. Um, you know, joy is a spiritual condition more than an emotion, but, yeah. you know, just let, let the things that you go through, don't let fear rule your life. You know, if a bear is chasing you, fear is an appropriate reaction. Let it lead right. you to run, lest you be pummeled upon like Leonardo DiCaprio. But... Don't uh, don't live in fear. Don't don't live like that. If you leave the milk on the cereal too too long, the milk will end up going sour, and the whole thing will be bad. So just like emotions, um, you know, just don't don't you know use them as tools. They're they're gifts that God's given us, but they're not there to shelter us and hide from. If, if... That particular rule speaks to me. Why does that particular rule speak to you? Um, because I have a really hard time with emotions a, a lot of the time. I'm not sure. I have a hard time knowing when I'm allowed to feel them and who I'm supposed to tell them to and like what I'm supposed to do with them and I end up trying to I, I end up letting them tell me how to think um, instead of just letting them remain feelings and they end up uh, ruining things but I keep it all like inside because I don't want to like bug anybody with it because I don't think I'm supposed to. It's really, it's really weird. I like to call it emotional constipation. Oh, but uh, <laughs> but it like I don't know. Feelings are weird because like I hate them. I wish they didn't exist, but they do, and they're really intense a lot of the times because apparently I have no lid. I don't know, but I, I just kind of it's stupid. It's not stupid. I have issues with but, it. But but emotions are gifts from God. It, it's not wrong to feel. It's not wrong to have fear or anxiety or stress or uh, anger uh, they're not bad emotions aren't like curses they're not like a sign of weakness mm -hmm. they're something Jesus felt those things and it's okay to feel those things but uh, it's it, it's okay to like feel your way through the situation right. but not to not to just stew in it and, and I think that sometimes unless you have a healthy outlet for those sort of things you can get backed up and uh, I, I think that you do a remarkable job at, at bringing some balance to situations just knowing you of course yes. I didn't know you well enough to know that you <laughs> used to uh, sing, sing at the, the table, table. And, <laughs> as a dog and a horse but uh but at the same time i think that that there are people that you know that are defined by the sadness that they feel and you go well 
this person's just always sad or this pers- person's always angry at, no matter what. It doesn't take anything to set them off and you have to walk on eggshells around them. And those yes. kind of people are difficult to be around. Not that they're not good people. Mm-hmm. It's just that they've let let their hurt or they let their fear or they let whatever the thing that has caused the emotional so emotional impetus uh, that has caused them to, to be that way has caused them to literally be that way. So mm-hmm. uh, again, I know it's a crude analogy, but for me, I think of it as, like I said, milk on cereal. I think of it as, uh, you know, use it to kind of get through the things, but then, you know, rinse the bowl out and move on. If yeah. you let it sit there, the good, sweet thing that God's given you in your life is going to end up soggy and, and bitter and no good to anybody. Yeah. So you have a wonderful life, Victoria, filled with promise and purpose. And, uh, and, and I'm, I'm glad that God has given you a sensitive heart uh, as well as a, a prudent mind, but he's also given you a, a renewed mind and a, a rebirth spirit. And I just pray that through those things that it would bring balance to the force. And uh, your emotions would be a tool <laughs> to help you get through things as opposed to uh, that thing which bludgeons you. Um, rule number nine, never loan someone money expecting to get it back. Oh, that's a, ooh, that's a good one. Mama always taught me that. She said if you give someone money, uh, just give it to them and don't expect to get it back. If you do, it's a bonus. But if you don't, that's why you gave it to them. So be a generous person, but uh, don't write a check that you uh, you intend to have come back because it usually doesn't. And uh, last, this sort of rounds out my top ten, again, of like almost 50 rules. Be right if you can but never at the expense of being righteous. Uh, sometimes everything in our life becomes an argument with other people or when we have any kind of contention or struggle with someone else at all, we want to be the right one because no one likes to be wrong. I don't know. I, 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 I like to argue with yeah. people or I like to tell people, oh, this is the right thing. This is why the Star Wars prequels are terrible or this is why pickles uh, don't belong on Chick-fil-A sandwiches or <laughs> my personal preferences, wrong, the things that are all about me. you know. And we'll, we'll argue about things and whatever but sometimes the things that I want to be right about you you have to stop and put on pause because you can end up hurting somebody or you can end up compromising uh, the the value of love the virtue of patience with another person to be right and God has never called us to be right God has never called us to win that argument God has called us to be righteous so we have to really be cautious and take our time and make sure that we don't violate the the bigger picture rules that God has given us And, and the bigger picture rules when people think about the Bible a lot of times they think it's just a giant book of rules it's just you can't do this you can't do that you don't drink don't drink don't chew don't go with girls that do and that's the whole the whole gist of the Bible is that it's just all the thou shalt nots, but it's really not. the The whole point of the Bible is not the the rule of failure; it's the rule of freedom that that only comes through grace. And uh, when we look at the Bible, a lot of people get hung up on the Ten Commandments, but the Bible is very, very specific. If you keep reading, if you contextualize, that the law that was given, the Ten Commandments and the the subsequent rules there were not designed to restrict us, but designed to show us our need for salvation, our need, our complete inability to follow these things on our own. And that's why we need Jesus. That's why we need to have a relationship with a Savior who could pay the all-sufficient sacrifice, you know, the one who could give his life in place of ours so that the curse of sin and lawlessness could be broken in our lives. And when they asked Jesus, uh, Master, what's the the, the most important uh, commandment? What's the biggest thing that we have to do? Like, what's the number one rule? Uh, You guys remember what Jesus Mm -hmm. said the answer was? It's in Matthew 22. Uh, What did he say? First thing is, 
Love God with all your heart. He said, love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And the second thing was, Tori? Love your neighbor as yourself. That is exactly these... right. And, and he says that they're just, they said they're, they're flip sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Teacher, what's the greatest commandment of the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. That's huge. That's huge. But Jesus himself, all right, the Son of God, the very Word of God, says, what are the rules in the Bible? Love God. And then love other people. Yeah, that's pretty. And with those, all the other rules just fall into place. Yeah, they, yeah. they so really it's like do. If you do those two, things, if I love you, I'm not going to steal from you. I'm not going to kill right. from you. If I love God, I'm going to honor the Sabbath. I'm going to, you know, mm-hmm. make Him first in my life and not create graven idols. You know, that's the the, the other rules just fall into place because I love God and I want to. When, when you love somebody, love means really putting somebody else first. It means putting their needs or their desires ahead of yours. Uh, and that's that's what we do when we love God. That's what we do when we love other people. I give you preference. If there's two slices of pizza left and there's the, the giant slice and the little tiny slice, if there's the, the keep it slice and the give it to charity slice, I'm going to give you first choice. But since you love me, you're also going to give me first choice too, and I'm taking the big slice. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love you, but I really love pizza. Uh, and, and then the second thing that we have to live by, and this is the other rule from the Bible, is the, uh, the Great Commission, which is Matthew 28, 19 and 20. He says, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. So we really live by those two tenets. That's the Great Commission, which is go and tell the world, and the Great Commandment, which is love God and love others. That's really what our, our thrust is as believers. So a lot of times people will tell you, well, if you go to church or if you become a Christian, it's just about giving up your Sundays and you can't cuss and you can't watch the movies or play video games and you, you can't smoke your cigars and you can't whatever. But when you love God and you realize the price that was paid for you, if you when you give yourself to him and you enjoy the freedom that only comes from Christ, man, the things of this world really do just kind of fade away. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. You don't have to not have fun. You don't have to... If there's anything that this podcast is all about, it's that loving God and, and enjoying creativity are not mutually exclusive. Yeah, exactly. Amen. They're, not, yeah. they're, they're properties that can live very comfortably hand in hand. God is extremely creative. He's the original creator. But I will tell you this. If it comes down to it, my love for God is greater than my love for Stan Lee. My love for mm-hmm. God is greater than my love for, you know, Hideo Kojima. My love for God is greater than my love of fill in the blank. I mean, anybody who's, who, who they are reflecting his creativity. They're mm-hmm. reflecting his, his mastership and their storytelling. They're reflecting uh, the goodness of God and his creation in, in comic books, in film, in art, in video games, in music, and the things that we get passionate about. But... Uh, ultimately, the only story that has eternal significance is that which is God's and God's alone. So um, I guess that's the, the rule that we choose to live by here at the Nerd of God cast. Yep. We're going to love God, and we're going to love each other. Uh, final thoughts? Um, I mean, this is kind of going back to the point. I just Whenever I hear the rule that, you know, love God and love your neighbor as yourself, I just always think about how big of a deal it was at the time because he's yeah. saying this to people who are growing up having to follow the law and follow everything to a T, especially the Pharisees. And when he just boy, I just, I love how it just boils down to those two things. Mm -hmm. Like it's not about, you know, 
resting on the Sabbath day or about, you know, wearing a certain type of, you know, cloth or not eating this or that. It's about you loving God and loving people because that's what Jesus was here to do. It's all about, and we're supposed to reflect Jesus. Right. It's all about the motivation, like where you're coming from. It, it's, it's all about, that's what all the Beatitudes were about, you know, the Sermon on the Mount and that kind of thing. And it, it's, it's so much more than what you do. It's how you do it and why you do it. And that's what's so great about, you know, God's love is that, just, and I love it. It's says, freeing. It's not and, 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 meant to keep you prisoner. And, and uh, when you go into, uh, I believe it's First Corinthians 13, where it's mm-hmm. people call it the love chapter. Yeah, you know, yeah. love is patient, love is kind, love, love never takes, you know, no of being wronged, and the love, you know, never gets a, jealous. I love how it opens up with that. Like, if I were, you know, to have the speak in the tongues of men and of angels, if I was to be able to be a great prophecy, or, mm-hmm. you know, my faith was strong enough to move, move mountains, but I cannot love it's just a uh, symbol or or Washing gong symbol. it's it's nothing it because anything. you don't have love that would have been your opportunity for some great foley work by the way just cling clang 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 bing <laughs> bang bong clang 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 with the trolley oh, Shut up. you uh, you balrog <laughs> <laughs> uh, see you in st louis indeed uh well th- that's good stuff so whatever the rules are in your life uh don't don't feed your gremlins after midnight if, if you you know keep your elbows off the table don't sing at the Table. Don't sing at the table, clang, whatever clang, you do. Clang. Tori, shush. <laughs> Tori, uh, sing at the table. Just remember that that God's rules are are preeminent. If you're loving people and, and you're loving Him with all your heart, uh, you're doing the right thing. And uh, sometimes that's easy, and sometimes that's not easy. There are some people that make it very, very difficult for you to love. But I just pray that God would give you open eyes to see His creation, to see His children with the same love and the same heart that He sees them with. Uh, if you can have a little bit of extra patience today with someone who is frustration and difficult, uh, then you might be the very element of change that they need the most in their lives. So uh, please get out there, love someone, love God. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, uh, just believe on the Lord and you will be saved. The Bible tells us that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, that there's none righteous, not one, but the free gift of God is salvation through Christ Jesus, that we're all sinners and that Christ died in our place and all you have to do. It's not about joining a church. It's not about waking up at 5 a.m., climbing to the highest mountain, shaving your head and eating nothing but broccoli for the rest of your life. It's all about belief. If you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and you confess with your mouth that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Saved from what you say? Saved from a life of of sadness and and wandering hopelessly without any uh, purpose or any drive uh, beyond the temporary things of this world. And not only that, but saved for eternity to spend life not separated from God by our sin, but brought close to him by the freedom that only Christ's sacrifice makes available for us. So uh, if you have any further questions or if there's anything we can pray about you uh, with, please don't hesitate to contact us. Uh, You can reach us at nerdofgodcast at gmail.com. You can always uh, connect with us on the Twitter or the Facebook or to whatever degree, Instagram at Nerd of Godcast, where you can visit us again on our blog, nerdofgodcast.com. We just want to say thanks so much for listening to us today on this official episode 13-ish, 14, uh, wherever (laughs) it ends up. Uh, We think that you rule. So from uh, the Nerd of Godcast, Steve-O. See you, everybody. Tori Line. Have a lovely lunch. And my name is Tony T. Until next time, we ain't got to go home. But But we we can't can't stay here. Stop singing at the table, Tori. I'm not singing.
So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We tried to warn you all, but oh dear. Despite your nets and tuna fleets, we thought that most of you were neat. Especially your tiny tots and your pregnant women. So long, so long, and thanks for all the fish. Please tell me you didn't stop recording. <laughs> <Nope>. Thank you. <laughs>